Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Bonding. Y'all, can, we believe, can you believe we're eight episodes in? Oh, my God. It doesn't feel that long to me, but for those of you that have been here, I really, really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, it's been such a fun journey for me. I know I feel like I lead every week with that, but it's true. Like this has been the joy I've been looking for. Um, and so I thank you all, uh, for, for listening to engaging with me, to encouraging me in a lot of ways. So I just thank you. Um, and it kind of leads me into the way that I want to start these episodes from now on, um, I've been really busy lately, and so many people I've talked to actually have been really busy. It feels like the fall is just, while one of my favorite seasons, it can also feel a little bit overwhelming at times. There's just a lot going on, Um, and I know I've been really busy to the point of overwhelm at times over the last couple of weeks, so yeah. Um, Between my my day job, some side projects, and this podcast, which again, is my favorite thing in the world. Um, I've just been trying to do a better job of taking care of myself because uh, it can very easily lead to feeling drained and burnt out. And that is not something any of us want in our lives. So I found that there are several tools that I can use that are within my power to ground me. And one of my favorite things um, and most impactful things that I do is express gratitude. So as I said, I, I want to start each episode with some gratitude, um, just to just to kind of ground myself, and I hope encourage you all to to kind of get more in that grounded space too. It really does work to to help you catch your breath and just help you pause for a second and just really evaluate all the good that's in your life. It's so easy sometimes to just focus on all the things that need to get done or the things that you think could be better in your life and. For me, um, just taking that time to really focus on gratitude, it just makes me feel better and frankly, often leads to more productivity because I'm in a better mood and I'm happier (laughs) and it just makes me want to do more. So today I just want to express deep gratitude for my tribe near and far, um, particularly my sisterhood. And it consists of both my biological sisters as well as the relationships with women that I've cultivated over the years. I just feel really, really blessed to know some amazing, amazing women. They're kind, loving, creative, affirming, and most importantly, so damn funny. Um, I find laughter to be the best medicine, and I damn near overdose on it whenever we're together. So to my sisters... Y'all know who you are. Thank you so much for your love, your friendship, and just being you. Lord knows I would not be me sane on most days without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, y'all. So let's get into it. Today, I want to talk about something that feels a little bit weird to me, a little bit off and unnerving, frankly. Um... In my last therapy session, my therapist and I were talking about something. I think it had to do with me just being overwhelmed and busy and trying to get all the things done. Um, And suddenly she just says to me, I want to offer you a challenge. And if you know me, it is hard for me to turn down a challenge. So when she said that, I kind of perked up a little bit. Um, But the challenge she suggested, I did not love, right? So she was like, I just want you to aim to do B work. 
And immediately I just got, I felt myself just becoming so uncomfortable. Like that's the best word I can use to describe it. I just felt like a little unnerved, like uncomfortable, like what? And I looked at her in that moment and I said, oh, okay. So you want me to do B plus work? Like clearly she didn't say B plus, but I heard plus. I heard plus. And so I was going to turn this thing into something else, right? Um, thankfully, we've been working together for a long time. So she quickly corrected me um, and promptly removed the plus from the equation, right? She And <laughs> looking back, um, like I said, I know she never said plus, but my mind went there to just kind of justify whatever was, was going through, whatever my mind was going through, just to kind of grasp a concept a little bit better. But I was a little bit shook, right? Like who aims for B work? That's usually something that just happens and it can be a great disappointment. I remember even as a kid, I think I was like seven or eight and getting my first B on a progress report, not a report card, right? To be very clear, not a report card, just like the progress in between report cards. And I remember distinctly crying hysterically, right? (laughs) Um, and I think that was, that is likely one of the first indicators that perfectionism was going to be an uphill battle for me looking back. Um, but anyway, so my therapist and I talked about it and why I was having such a strong reaction to it. And it led me to really think through why I reacted that way. Um, and I don't think, again, I feel like I say this every week or every time we come together, I don't think I'm alone in this. Um, so hopefully some of this resonates with y'all. So I know for me um, and a lot of my peeps that are black, women or men, um, I, I think it hits black women harder, just, you know, like most things. But one of the first things we learn is that we have to be twice as good to get half as much. I don't remember not hearing that phrase. I, I was very, very young when my dad shared some version of that with me, probably not even old enough to fully understand what it meant at the time, but I do remember it sticking with me. He said it enough in enough ways that it just became a part of what I knew to be true, right? And funny enough, he was right, right? Everybody black listening to this right now knows that it's true. Um, I went to predominantly black schools from kindergarten up through high school. So I didn't necessarily experience at a deep level what he was talking about until I got to college. I went to a PWI, a predominantly white institution. And my God, it was a culture shock for so, so many reasons. But one of the biggest things I noticed almost immediately was just how othered I was made to feel, right? How it felt like people went out of their way to remind me that I didn't belong there. And so being who I was back then, using the information my father had taught me, right? I felt the need to prove that I belong. And how did I do that? I worked my ass off to show them that I deserved a seat at the table, that I was smart enough, that I was bright enough, that I was quick enough to be in those rooms. I studied constantly. I strove to get the top grades in each of my classes and I did, right? But but you know who didn't? <laughs> My white counterparts. I mean, they would be partying, sleeping in, skipping classes. Like, I didn't even know that skipping classes was an option, right? Like, just wouldn't go. I mean, the whole nine. And you know what? Our outcomes weren't all that different. My grades weren't that much better. 
I worked a lot harder. I just didn't feel like I had the room to take my foot off the brake at all. Not brake, I mean gas. Because if I did, then maybe they would be right. And I didn't belong in those spaces. I didn't belong to be in, I didn't belong in those rooms. I didn't deserve to be there. So that was one of the first indications, right? That like, I just had to, I had to kill it at every level or else everything that I wanted, that I'd hoped for, that my family had hoped for me would be taken away from me. So I just, I couldn't do it, right? So that was one thing um, that I kind of thought about with the, why is B plus so hard? Or B, see, look, I'm doing it again. Why is the B approach approach so hard for me? The other thing that I got to thinking about, um, and I think it's pretty closely linked to the last idea I just shared, which is, that my worth is tied directly to my output. And when I was thinking about this and like kind of putting together what I wanted to share with y'all today, I was very tempted to say that this is all in the past tense, right? I wanted, I was so tempted to say that my worth was tied directly to my output, but I got to be honest um, and tell you that it is still presently the case. Um, yeah, I'm working through it. I'm making progress, but I am not yet healed. Um, and the whole B exercise confirmed that for me in my head that I still have a lot of work to do because in my mind, what I produce is a direct reflection of who I am. That's deep, right? And really sad when you think about it. And again, I know I'm not alone. I've read enough think pieces, seen enough blog posts, social media posts to confirm that I'm not alone in this. I've seen this sentiment so many times and particularly amongst black women. Even in conversation with my closest friends, this often comes up. Maybe not with this exact language, but in the way we try to affirm one another and kind of counter that narrative, right? Try to encourage each other to let some of these things go. It's kind of like that new phrase that I see popping up everywhere, like, let somebody else do it, right? Like, it, for me, in our way, that's us reminding each other there, that we are not the things that we do. And I think that's why good girlfriends are so important, that good tribe, that good sisterhood, those people that I thanked at the top of, of this uh, episode, right, that I show deep gratitude to because I found that that group can really love you to healing. And often they're dealing with the same shit that you are. So they're able to offer that incredible advice to you because they're walking the same path, And then our job as their friends is to give it right back to them when it's time because we all need that mirror and we all need to be reminded of who we are deep down inside. We're not the degrees, we're not the accolades, we're not the accomplishments. And I know this plagues black women so deeply because despite being the most decorated group of people in this country and frankly in this planet, we still remain the most mistreated people. And to quote Malcolm X, the most disrespected person in America is a black woman. The most unprotected person in America is a black woman. 
the most neglected person in America is the black woman. So is there really any wonder that we're always fighting to prove our humanity? And I use the word fight very deliberately because it is a fight and it's wearing us out and it's making us tired and it's making us question ourselves and our worth and our feeling of belonging. I was skeptical about the soft life movement. Not that I didn't get it, not that I didn't appreciate it, but it just felt like it was taking over everything. And I'm like, but when is the work getting done? Like, how are we, how can we just be soft? There's still shit to do. But more and more, I feel ready to embrace it. And to me, the soft life movement is equivalent to that B life, that B exercise that I was asked to do. I feel like it gives us permission to show up just as we are, to do good work, but not feel like everything has to be A plus all the time, to pick and choose where and how we show up, to be in places where we're not just tolerated, but we're celebrated. And I want that for all of us because God damn, we need a break. (laughs) We seriously need to let somebody else do this shit for a little while. And I'm proposing that we all take a metaphorical or a real collective nap because we're just so tired. And I love the black excellence. I do. I love the whole concept of it. But you know what? We are excellent as we are. There was never anything to prove or anyone to prove it to. And does that mean we stop striving to get better? No. No, not at all. I'm all for progress, but for progressing because that's what we're genuinely interested in, because that's what's going to elevate our people, ourselves. And when I say elevate, I don't necessarily mean on this like social ladder or corporate ladder. I'm not saying that. I mean, spiritually, intellectually, mentally. I want us to do things because we're curious and We are wanting to improve, not because we have to earn our spot in life, not to prove that we're supposed to be in the rooms we're already in, but because it's something that we want for ourselves. Okay, I got myself a little riled up. Um, But right now, as I said, I'm committed to being mid, as the kids say. Well, maybe not quite mid, but you know what I'm trying to say. I'm committed to exploring this bee life. What do y'all say? I'm in it. I'm in it. All right. Um, this was going to be the end, but I have to say, I couldn't sleep the other night. And so I found myself being up um, watching TV, which I know is the worst thing to do, but bear with me. But as I, as I was watching TV, I turned to... Um, Kirk Franklin's channel on YouTube. Don't ask me how I got there. A rabbit hole, y'all know. Um, but he has a quick documentary. It's really short. I want to say it's like 35, 40 minutes on YouTube. Oh my God, y'all. You have to watch it. It's called Father's Day. It is gut-wrenching, okay? I don't want to give anything away, but I'll say this. It's, you know, the old adage of you never know what somebody's going through. I mean, this is that 
this is what this documentary is all about. People may be very successful, think they have it all going on. They're celebrated. I mean, they have all the things, but you just never know what they have been through. And this story, it, like I said, it hit me in the gut. It is a story of deception, betrayal, abandonment, traumatic childhood, chasing love and approval. It's good, but in the most heartbreaking way, like I say. Um, and, and weirdly, it just kind of reminded me that God will use your pain for a purpose and how important it is that we tell our stories because people can die in isolation. They really, really can. Community is so incredibly important and it's critical that we create space for ourselves and each other so that we can be our most authentic and vulnerable selves. Because in my opinion, our lives literally depend on it. And I hope, I hope that this space has, has given us some of that. So anyway, check out the documentary. Like I said, it's, Kirk, it's on Kirk Franklin's YouTube channel called Father's Day. And I would love to know what you think. Um, all right, that's all I have for today, y'all. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode or any of the previous ones, please do me a favor and tell a friend or one or two or three about it. And if you feel so inclined... Rate me wherever you listen, but only if you like it. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. All right. I'll talk to y'all in a couple of weeks. Have a good one. Bye.